Johnny. I'm Roger. And this is Roger Roger, We Have a Problem. A podcast that is truly about nothing, actually. Mostly just what Roger is thinking. We might talk about mushroom hunting. We might talk about, I don't know, how bad the roads are at times. Or we might just be talking about some true crime that happened in our area. In past and present, that's for sure. One thing I wanted to mention real quickly is, is that, um, Roger, why are you the way you are? I'm asking, why are you the way you are? And this is why we have a show about this. Why are you the way you are? I'm thinking. Okay. Yeah, that's the problem. Quit thinking. Just talk about it. Well, it goes back a long time ago. Back- to a galaxy far, far away? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> It, Can you uh, expand on that? The universe is still expanding, and <laughs> I'm probably towards the outer limits of it, trying to claw my way back to normalcy. Uh, okay, well, I think that maybe that might be uh, that might be a stretch. If you were, if you were normal, we wouldn't be having a show. That's for sure, and that's what we love about you, man. So. I want to thank the listeners for tuning in and you can watch or listen to, you can listen to our show. Now you can't watch the show because you can't see us and we don't want you to see us. You can listen to the show on Spotify or iTunes. Um, please make a comment and questions to Roger or Johnny. And basically again, we're going to be talking about slices of life, man. We're going to be talking about things that, uh, interest us uh hopefully they interest you too probably not but uh that's not why we're doing this we're doing it for our own entertainment that's that's pretty much it um so to start the show out most importantly i want to ask roger what in the world are you thinking of right this second at this moment in time i'm thinking about this cold weather, and I'd love just to be out there hunting for mushrooms. Really? Yes. Now, we do have approximately, I don't know, a month and a half before we can even start to think about it, right? But you're already thinking about it. I've already started thinking. I'm thinking if somebody could invent a VR virtual reality machine mm. that you could get into, to, it would be based on mushroom hunting. And you can adjust the levels to get big mushrooms uh, or go for the huge, plentiful supply around a tree. I can't argue with this at all, and I don't understand why there's not. That's true. This is a problem. This is a problem, Roger. Why isn't there a VR version of mushroom hunting? So we can go mushroom hunting when it's like, what is it now, 14 degrees out? Right. And you know what? Having that type of uh, ability would be like having a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Well, yeah, because we can think about it, but we're actually in it and doing it. You're right. You're right. Even though it's not a real mushroom, it's virtually a real mushroom. Okay, that was not as funny as I thought it was in my head, but still, I don't, I don't know why we don't have something like that. And really, if you think about it, it should be somewhat difficult. Like you should have to go out um, 
it should be like carried over like over three months. And for the first month, you should have to go out in your virtual mushroom hunting and find not a dang thing. Because that's what real mushroom hunting is about, right? You betcha. <laughs> so we, we go out hunting and we don't find anything. And then we go out again. And then it's like, gosh, dang it. I'm sure there's something out this time. Then we go again. So the virtual show should be the very same thing, right? Right. But I'm feeling that the attention span of the people doing this might not work out real well for us. We might have to have find something or like signs. Maybe if they, maybe if they find different signs of mushrooms are coming. So what's, what's some of the signs in your expert, expert uh, point of view, what are some signs that mushrooms are on their way? Um, when you take off your flannel shirt and go t-shirt level, it's pretty much getting really close. Humidity's up there. Right before a good old storm, it's moist out. Uh, I can give you an example, but that's getting I'm getting carried away there. But I'm going to tell you an example of one time okay. that I got to go mushroom hunting. Kind of went kind of early, but not real early. Anyway, right. I took the tractor, went down to the bottom. Whoa, 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 whoa! What kind of tractor? It was a little John Deere tractor. Did it have uh, cab? Nine fifty. No, that, those don't have cabs, do they? No, they do not. Okay. And it had a tractor box hooked up behind it, three-point hitch. Anyway, I drove down there because it was small. It was muddy, but it got there. I went down to start to hunt for some mushrooms and saw the holy grail of mushrooms. A holy grail? A holy grail of mushrooms. Did you, did you partake, drinketh this mushroom holy grail? No, I did this. <laughs> I turned around, went back home, and called you, Johnny, and my brother. And I said, bring large garbage bags now. And we're talking like the 55-gallon. Yes. I don't even know what that's a thing or not, but it feels like it's a large trash bag. But yes. I, that's what I brought anyway. But you remember that, don't you? I, I cannot. I cannot imagine ever forgetting that particular day i do remember i do remember one thing is you drove down there with the tractor and then came back and then we all walked down why didn't you drive the tractor back down because i had to haul the mushrooms back whatever i think you just wanted us to walk through all that mud but it was worth it i remember turning around and all of a sudden i'm standing in a spot with about 70 mushrooms that day that was pretty cool. Yeah, you got the uh, award, the trophy award for the biggest find in one spot. Yeah. Now, the only problem with those, some of those mushrooms got a little bit flooded, and we had to do a lot of whooshing, a whooshing and a washing on those mushrooms to get that gumbo out of that. Gumbo is like uh, bottom ground mud, clay, sand combo that's hard to wash out. But, you know, having the sand in there kind of gave it, cleansed your teeth as you chewed well them. i'm pretty sure i got my teeth grounded down that whole week from eating those mushrooms but that's that's another story for another day i i do want to remember one thing i was dating my wife i was dating my wife when you made that phone call and she we were in dating and i said roger called and said bring your trash bags bring your mushroom come down mushrooms and i remember my wife saying what's that 
literally saying, my future wife, my future bride saying, what's that? Now, wow. to be honest, to be fair of her, she um, is a city girl, and she grew up part of her life in uh, different parts of the country. So she really didn't have an understanding of what mushrooms were. But my jaw dropped, and I didn't know how to explain it. How can you explain to our customers? How can you explain to the people out there? How can you explain to America what a mushroom is? A morale. It would be like climbing Mount Everest and looking out everywhere and seeing God's glory spread all over. That's what God's glory. I think that is appropriate. God's glory is what mushrooms are. Yes. Now, that being said, that being said, I had to sit her down and explain to her what mushrooms were. It still didn't resonate. But when I came back with a trash bag full of them and we had to clean all that mud out, I'm pretty sure she wasn't a fan of mushroom hunting for a while. I think it took a little while for her to figure out what uh, the importance of mushroom hunting was again in the future. Now, she is one of our biggest mushroom hunters that we have around this area. She loves to go mushroom hunting. She yes, lives for it. Yes, she does. And so, but that at that moment, she had no clue and not what's happening. Now, I, I will say this. Some people go hunt mushrooms and they make quite a bit of money, don't they? Yes, they do. Because I remember this last year... They got one point they was going to be like a hundred dollars per gallon. Got to a hundred dollars a gallon. I guess that's inflation working. But have you ever sold mushrooms a day in your life? No. I, I had somebody give me some money one time for some, but I told him I didn't want any money for it. Yeah, I couldn't. But I can't imagine. I mean, I guess I don't know. And maybe it's about being an amateur or a pro. But, I mean, I want to keep my amateur status. Yes. Keep my amateur status as a mushroom hunter. I don't necessarily think that going pro in this particular case is... That goes from fun to work. That's a problem in our, in our world, isn't it, Roger? Yes, it is. But being an amateur makes you try harder. <laughs> Strive for that goodness and bitterness. <laughs> Yeah, well, then it's fun to give mushrooms to people they aren't expecting it to. I mean, you get your fill of mushrooms. I mean, you, I mean, how many mushrooms, how many, how many batches do you end up getting eaten in a year? Um, usually five to ten. Yeah, I'd say I'm pretty close to that too. And then, then after that, I feel I feel pretty cool about giving them to people. Sometimes I give them to people that have done some nice things for me or other people. Just to say, hey, you're a cool person. Here's some mushrooms. Now, sometimes I give it to them. They look at me like, what in the world is this? Then I've known I made a big mistake. Then I gave mushrooms to people that don't think they're probably just going to rot in their refrigerator. But sometimes you get that mushroom hunter, you get that person that loves mushrooms, and you give them mushrooms and they start crying. Right. Tears yeah. of joy. Yep. Tears. There's nothing, nothing in this world. That is more satisfying than giving mushrooms to people that really, really, really appreciate it. You know, I'm, I'm going to go back a little bit. And when you was talking about your wife didn't know much about mushroom hunting and now she's an avid mushroom yeah. hunter. I'm going to give you an example that I use when I go mushroom hunting with her. Okay. I usually try to pick over half the patch before hollering, found one. <laughs> <laughs> that's smart. Yeah. That, that's really smart. Yeah. Um, 
She has like, I think she's like a, if she would have been a superhero, if there was a hero for, I don't know, Hawkeyes and great hearing. I mean, you have to whisper, do you have to whisper around her or she's like mushroom, mushroom, but for sure she uh, definitely has those eyes. And I do the same thing to you, Roger. I, I pick half before I call for you too. I, I realize that. <laughs> If I can find you, because when we go mushroom hunting, I I lose you. I lose you. You're like, I don't know. You're like one of those guys that have special ops, military. You make no sound in the woods. Uh, I swear to God. I swear to God, you're some kind of mushroom whisperer out there. I turn around and then I can't see you. I can't hear you. I know you can hear and see me because I'm loud and obnoxious and it's pretty easy, but... Where do you go? How do you how do you disappear so fast? Well, it's kind of like this. It's like you're wanting to go hunt zombies. Okay. So you. you got to be very quiet. True. And then you start hearing noises. You want to be more quiet. True. And then sneak up on them and snatch them. So basically you're saying if there's a zombie apocalypse, I would be dead. Uh, <laughs> possibly. Possibly. Well, I, I definitely would not going to sneak up on them. That's for sure. But you know why it is true. It is true. When we go when we go mushroom hunting and we get out there, it's uh you are you are pretty quiet. You you know where to go. I think you wait for me to turn my back, then you just like run. You just run into your spot that you know there's gonna be mushrooms in. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. But you know, it's obviously not a problem for you, that's for sure. But I, I do think that uh I do think that uh, when we go mushroom hunting, there are sometimes you know, we go by ourselves or I go by myself, you go by yourself. But sometimes we have like towards the end of the season, we start to have like some of our family members and stuff. We bring them along and we go mushroom hunting. So can you describe to me the different types of mushroom hunters that you, that you have uh, witnessed over the years? Um, yeah, there's the ones that actually try hard and then there's the ones that just like to play with something. Yeah. Beat, beat a stick around. Is that and, what we're calling it, a stick? Yes. Okay. At least I know where they're at. Yeah, that's true. They're not going to lose those people. Yeah. But uh, they. I don't care if they come back, because that just means more mushrooms for me <laughs> to find. So what's a characteristic, what's a physical characteristic of a good mushroom hunter? Possible. I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it does help. Short stature. Short stature. Um. You are shorter than I am. That's and you right. are a better mushroom hunter than I See, am. See, there you so go. That's, that does make and sense. And I got more of a droopy back now. <laughs> and that's from picking so many mushrooms. Roger, the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. You, uh, you, have, uh, you do have, if you've gone to the doctor and they've asked you, why is your back the way it is? You can go, well, I've picked a lot of mushrooms over the years. And that, and and where we live, I think our doctors would go. Um, so you're saying your mushroom hunting place is where? <laughs> and also, they might throw in, if you find too many, you could bring me some. Yes, and I, you know, the doctor saying that to you is kind of scary, because what's he going to do next to your body if so I don't? If, if you, you don't, don't bring him some. Yeah, it's definitely that's a that's a that's a given. You better bring them. They're probably used to that too. Yeah, that's I, for sure. So short stature. Okay, so have you, uh, so have you noticed? Have you ever had a 
short statured person this surprise the heck out of you how good a mushroom hunting they are i have you have i have you know that person. I do. It's my it's my daughter. Yes. Actually, both my daughters are yes. good mushroom hunters. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah, they uh, they have a tendency to have good eyes. Well, one of them has good eyesight. The other one does not. But she still finds them anyway. And you know, the biggest problem with I have with that, them two, is when they say, I found some, I take off running, get over there, and they've almost all been picked by the time I get there. Yeah, they. I think they learned that trick early on in life when they when they called out too early and we came and they had no mushrooms in their bags they learned from the master didn't they they did yes they did that's for sure so now we we talked about briefly about those that are not good mushroom hunters and the things that we've seen in the past now we don't have to say names or nothing but what are some what are some characteristics of things you've seen out for, that people do out mushroom hunting that is not going to help them find mushrooms? Um, you know, I really don't pay a lot of attention to them because I'm trying to find mushrooms. That is true. That so is true. That's a, then that makes a moot point because who cares? Yeah. I mean, I don't care, but their characteristics are they just, they want to, like they're in a uh, zone of some type. And that's their game. Are that's they are they playing a VR game as they're mushroom hunting? They are I instead think. of a mushroom hunting VR game. They're fighting zombie trees, zombies, but real and but not on VR, but like actual in the woods fighting zombies that are not there. Yeah, but you know they're kind of handy because you can have them bring the vehicle or your, ah. uh, or your uh, gator closer to you and bring you some refreshment. Oh, so um, so. Real quickly, they are can do that. Unfortunately, I, I will say that since um, you know these new smartphones and such, they seem to play video games and stuff sometimes too. As we're mushroom hunting again, I don't care. You don't care because that means we're finding more mushrooms. That's right. That's true. Now, um, to go along with those finding mushrooms and such, you brought up a very good point when you said refreshment. So what is the best refreshment for mushroom hunting? Oh, just plain water. Plain water. And other stuff. Other stuff. So when we're talking other stuff, we're talking beers? Yes. Beers. Okay. So we're talking beers. Okay, when we're talking beers, so... What is an ideal amount of beer to go mushroom hunting? Um, it depends on the duration and length of the hunt. This is true. This um, is so true. But you always want to be well prepared. So have more than you need? Yes, because there's always someone out in that crowd of people that, in your hunt group that take, want a beer. They didn't bring their own. True. You, and you probably know who I'm talking about. Yeah, I've been me. i've done better in recent years of bringing my own beers but yeah the early days the early days i would agree that i might have been a yeah i take the important part on that beverage is save the can put it where you find a large bunch of mushrooms so basically these cans 
uh, are your spots. Now, can so if I find a can out when I'm mushroom hunting, then I know there has been mushrooms here before, or could it be just somebody just drinking a beer and throwing a can? When I put a can down, I make sure I crinkle it up a certain way so I know it's officially a spot. Ah. So if I want to turn you into something that you cannot find a darn thing, I'm going <laughs> to throw it where I think you'll look, but I'm going to find the right spot. You're not. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the beers, the beers cans that are, uh, that you, you bring with you. So let's say an ideal day is that I bring, let's say I have a backpack or a cooler in, in, in the, in the UTV and we're talking about possibly the, the amount of beer that I brought is gone but the amount of mushrooms can replace the amount of beer that I brought is a perfect day. Yes. That would be a perfect day. Yes. So every kind of hunting that we have in our area requires a gun or a fishing pole, right? Uh, Not necessarily. Except for mushroom hunting. Mm, Possibly. Well, I guess there's other kind of hunting that does. Yeah. There's what the young people do. That kind of hunting, I guess they do. I think that's called, was that, what's that, what's that site called there when they go, um, some kind of, uh, well, I can't even think of it, but it's some kind of site where they get online and they say swipe and they find the opposite sex, but that's a different oh, kind of hunting. That's a different kind of hunting than we're talking about. Yeah. Well, so now the hunting now, so mushroom hunting beer go hand in hand. Yes. Okay, so, and you have cans that mark your territory. So what is the oldest, what is the oldest spot marked by a beer can? And what did that beer can look like by today's standards? Um, I can kind of describe it. Okay. It had the old pull top type opening. Gotcha. But I can't tell you what brand it was because I don't want you finding it. Well, that was worth a shot. You're you're leading me into something I do not want to. (laughs) Let out. I would, I would definitely do that. Yes, Roger. I would, I would definitely lead you into something where I could find more mushrooms. I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. I would definitely do that. Right. And you're, you're probably right to not let me know. I agree. I've learned lessons from you. <laughs> <laughs> now, I would say there, there are some unwritten rules in mushroom hunting. Wouldn't you say there's some unwritten rules? Yes, there is. Isn't there some kind of courtesy? So if so, if you go mushroom hunting, if they, you take somebody mushroom hunting with you because they're a family or blah, 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 and then like the next year after you've done that and they go out and go to all your spots without you and then they take your mushrooms, how does this make you feel? I'm was there therapy involved? Much therapy. Much therapy. Much, much therapy. It saddens me that I'm going to have to cry. Yeah. Well, I I definitely I share your pain and definitely this was a this was a problem in the past. Unfortunately that those many of those mushroom areas that we that were found no longer exist. Also it it would be kind of like having a Santa Claus. Yeah. 
list, they're not going to get toys. They're going to get coal. They're going to, yeah, they're definitely, definitely no longer on the good boys and girls list when they do that. So folks out there, if somebody, if, if a friend of yours takes you mushroom hunting and they've taken you the time to show you you're their spot, it means you're a special person to them. Don't go mushroom hunting at that spot without them. Plus, it's probably trespassing because you're probably trespassing on somebody else's property. So the the, uh, the probably if I might take him again, but we're going to a place that has an opportunity for poison ivy to accumulate profusely. And oh. I, I make them go, I said, I think there's a big patch right over there. That is mean, but yet satisfying. Yes. I do like, I do like where you're going with this particular point. They decide they may not want to go next year. <laughs> or maybe the rest of that season. Uh, well, people that steal mushrooms are worthless as tits on a boar, as far as I'm concerned. You got that right. Yeah. Now, I do think that uh talking about beer has kind of got me thinking that you know we as during this podcast as we're doing right now we're massive massive chiefs fans kansas city chiefs fans i mean we're we're both covered with chiefs gear right now because the chiefs are going to play today in the playoffs and we're trying to figure out you know, the kind of every week we're trying to figure out different kind of snacks and food because we kind of usually go and end up in, in my shed and we got a, some TVs in there and stuff like that. We like to watch and and we always come up with different snacks. And then, now I think today, I think today we both wrote down four of our favorite snacks. So if our wives are listening to this right now, would you please, please go to go to Sam's Club or Costco, I don't know, even the gas station, which whoever you can find these snacks for us, we would really appreciate it. So what's your, what's, what is number four on your list? The number four? Mm-hmm. I know it sounds weird, but fried green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes. That sounds absolutely disgusting. I'm not going to lie. Um, More for me, man. Then, yeah, you can definitely have those. The fried part I like, the batter, maybe some fried catfish. That sounds really good. Or fried, some fried Oreos. Fried green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes, not Oreos, huh? Fried Oreos are amazing. All right, all right, all right. Now, okay, so number four on my list. And it, I don't know if it necessarily qualifies, but we always seem to have it every single time, and it's wintertime, and it always kind of goes off good, but chili or any kind of mexican or tex-mex type soups that i can add cheese to that Maybe sound some, that sounds chi- awesome the cheese and some chips if i can add to it and it kind of turns into some kind of uh you know kind of a thick paste that's where i like it i hope i'm with you when you get to devour that because you might get the last spoonful uh, that's it yeah, I might get the last spoonful, but I know one thing. If I'm sitting too close to you, that I'm going to smell it the rest of the time we're watching the game. That's for yeah. sure. All right, what's number three on your list? Blue cheese on beef hot dogs on a bun. Blue cheese on beef hot dogs on a bun. That's not horrible. What kind of, what do you use, mustard or ketchup on that? Blue cheese. Well, you don't need mustard. Oh, blue cheese, like not the blue, not the cheese blue cheese, but like blue cheese dressing. 
it's uh, actually melted blue cheese. So what sauce are you putting on it? Uh, I'd probably put a little mustard with it. Uh, so are you a yellow mustard guy, or are you a spicy mustard, a brown mustard, or horseradish mustard type person? Let's leave the horse out of there. We'll go with spicy yellow. Spicy? Okay. So spicy yellow, spicy brown. I think it's called spicy brown. It don't look like mustard unless it's yellow, okay? Well, fine, whatever. All right, so I agree with that. My, my third on my list is... Deer sausage and cheese. Ooh. Deer sausage. Not beef sausage. Not the crud you go to the grocery store. It's in the middle aisle on sale. Not that stuff. Man, you're going to work for that. No, I don't have to work for it. I have, I have, uh, I have a nephew that will, uh, will be giving me. Please give me more this year. Please. Please, Nathan. More. More. More, please. More. More deer sausage. But yes, deer sausage and some really sharp, sharp, cheddar cheese with it oh yeah that's yeah. Out. it's making me hungry man <laughs> all right what's your what's number two on your list my number two get you a bag of fritos dump some chili in there into the bag and you get a spoon to eat it out of the bag so when you get all you can with a spoon do you squeeze the bag into your mouth well, I tip it first. Tip it? Yeah. And tip let it and let run it run? down, hold that gullet open, and let her run. So when you add that, are you putting in some sour cream? You can. I haven't yet, but that's a good idea. That's not a bad yeah. idea. All right, all right. All right. Number two on my list is wings. Hot <gasps> wings. And this is dipped in the blue cheese dressing. Yeah. And a celery or two on the side does not hurt things. But if it's not there, I'm not complaining. But bone in or, or no bone wing. So what is your number one? My number one was bacon wrapped banana peppers loaded with cream cheese. Oh. Awesome. That's like the appetizer of appetizers. That is so amazing sounding. Well, I, I will say that... My number one is just plain chips and salsa or chips with hot cheese. I don't know what it is about chips. I like those little chips that have the little cup holder things in it. Like, like, they're like little scoopy scoops. Scoops? Yeah, those scoop things. Now, I will say that your number one is the best. I was introduced that at a tailgate party in Chiefs football area, parking lot. Yeah. First time I had them, I couldn't stop eating them. Yeah, I know. Just yes, I didn't yes. hardly get any, but yeah. I felt I, I saw the look on your face, and it was so much joy, so much joy that I I I couldn't I I just couldn't bear to let you go without more. Yeah, it was my birthday present to you. I couldn't let you get sick or anything. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Now that is our top four from each of us of the food we eat at a tailgate. And food we'd eat at watching Chiefs games. Um, now, I will say that uh, I'm a little bit uh, a little bit worried about this game coming up with the Chiefs and the Bengals. And, and I know by the time this airs, that that game's already over, and and we're going to feel s- even more sad at the next episode. We're going to talk about that. But I, I just want to thank our listeners for tuning in uh, today. Uh, so subscribe and listen to us in the future. And we are so excited to be talking about the snacks that we're going to be eating next time 
during our podcast about Roger's problems. Roger, Roger, we have a problem. What is Roger thinking? So, Roger, what's, what are you thinking right now that could possibly be something we might talk about next week? It would probably be hopefully not about the weather at all. Hopefully not about the weather. So Hopefully it's about something good and hopeful thinking right now. Hopeful thinking and not about the weather. That means our weather sucks. Yeah, folks, our weather's awful where we're at, and we're hoping that something better happens. And probably means that he's probably going to go on vacation and leave me here in this terrible weather as he goes off into some tropical paradise. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah, for you, not me. Anyway, it's great to have, uh, so, uh, basically, I'm so excited that we're having uh, this episode and excited that what's coming in the future for us. And just want to say, tell you, everyone, from, from Roger and I, I want to wish you goodbye and good luck. Goodbye. Goodbye.